So Hamadi laying it off. Little. Oh, it's a great finish. Amani Little with the strike. Good delivery and Kizzy's there and it's in. Joe Kizzy and Jacob please has touched it in. Welcome to Back to the Anytime Notebook. Uh, here every single week to mark your card for the weekend across the EFL. Set piece threats, rampaging wing backs, forward thinking holding midfielders. Uh, regular listeners, welcome back. Lou Listler's great to have you on board here every week, including FA Cup weekends. So we're just going to concentrate a bit on the championship, plus on some football that we looked at during the week. Joining me to do all of that, as always, the highly esteemed John Bywater. Uh, uh, John, good evening. Good evening, Gav. Good evening, listeners. John, a glorious right foot finish from Armani Little to land the spoils at 17-2 last weekend. Bravo, sir. Thank you very much. Yeah, quite a cultured finish, wasn't it? Uh, just edge of the box sort of area. Um, no, I expected that game to go, Gav, I've got to be honest. Um, but Wimbledon... A really strange side to analyse because they're playing in certain spells of games. They're up there with the best in that league easily. Uh, look at the first half of that game last Very weekend. On the data. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Derek Adams <laughs> came out afterwards and said, there's been a murder, but it was actually in a Scottish voice, <laughs> not whatever that was. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they, they were, but Morecambe are kind of like that. They they don't really do very well on the numbers, but they seem to keep nicking wins against the big boys or at least be competitive. So, yeah, uh, I think Jackson must be coming under some pressure there because I know they're still in a fair position, but he's, I think he's longest serving manager in League Two now. So, it was looking very precarious at the end of last season, wasn't it? Um, started to, oh, I've um, said that before. Hey, I should, I should, yeah. <laughs> I should check in with some of our um, our Wimbledon bloggers soon enough to see what the sentiment is. But yeah, I I agree. As opposed to Morecambe, for whom um, hey, we should probably mention you stuck mm-hmm. a, a link to a podcast in front of me this week. Glorious. Pilgrims podcast um, Derek Adams was on it talking a bit about his time throughout the whole of his football career obviously his time at Plymouth as well um, a, um, a podcast uh, right after my own kind of like way of thinking where he bemoaned young managers that haven't had enough failure in their careers and yes. uh, he did talk glowingly about some the, the data and XG um, but um, but he was he was good value on that podcast wasn't he John? Yeah, I think he's a he's a bit of a dividing figure, but you can't really argue. I think especially with younger players, he does really well. I mean, you look at that Morecambe side this season, it with a few notable exceptions of the the players we all know that are very much veterans. They're very young again, um, and I think one of those who I did mention pre-season when he was 150s is uh, Mickey Michael Mellon, who. Uh, Oh, wow, I, I don't yes. know if people, listeners listeners remember one of the reasons I, it sounds ridiculous I picked him in the preview or, or mentioned him in the preview rather was uh, Derek Adams did say even though he looked like he had a pretty hopeless loan spell there last season he said he was his first signing when he went, went to do the um, new loans for this season so mm-hmm. even though it wasn't shown on the pitch um, Derek knew that there was a player there and it's, uh, it's coming out this season for sure. John, we've watched a fair bit of football this week. I've been at 
well, mm. two and a half games. I know you were an avid watcher of uh, Fleetwood. I think you saw the best game of the week, Fleetwood 3, Blackpool 3, midweek. Anything to take from, yes. from that game? Uh, I thought, well, Blackpool were definitely the better side, even though uh, the you know the score didn't really reflect that. They were a lot more controlled. Fleetwood were, I'd say, a lot more like last season. Quite exciting, but a little bit little bit all over the shop but the sort of flair players that we mentioned last year were a bit more on the ball especially in the first half um i thought our old friend uh, Sean Rooney was quite lively and he had a couple Ooh, of okay. a couple of efforts so yeah i think he's he could um come back on come back on the uh, radar shortly but I, I thought blackpool were very good even though uh, be disappointed not to win in the end, but you know they would have been happy with a point at two 0 down. But they were definitely the better side. I mean, it was a good game though, very entertaining, very end to end. A little bit further down League One, I was at Port Vale Cheltenham last weekend to oh, see yes. um, see if a good win definitely a threat. John, I know you put him up last week, and I'd, I'd followed you in. I wondered mm. whether uh, hey Cheltenham didn't play too bad. In fact, none of the sides played too bad. But Vale won't. Like coming down to earth after their after their good start, but just a real competitive game of bottom half football in League One. Wonder whether George Lloyd might be the one to take from a game. He's been out with an ankle injury for ages. Seen plenty of game time in the last three. Looked busy against his former loan club. We saved a bit of money if I'd if I'd, if I'd um, recognised that before the game. But regularly the one ahead of Goodwin, who went to when when Goodwin went to win the ball. Like I say, not not a bad game, although. Um, yeah, certainly one set of fans leaves more happy than the other. Monday night, um, Coventry, West Bromwich, Albion. Changing formation, I guess, is the big thing to mention for fans of formations and strategies. Hadji Wright led the line then. He's had Sakamoto and Allen in behind. More game time for Callum O'Hare. Also got another hour in the under-21s, which was the half a game that I was at on on. Um, on Tuesday afternoon, uh, looked a lot better. Coventry, I think Hadji White definitely needs to finish one soon. He may get the chance. I'm pretty sure Robbins will stick with what we saw yesterday. One up front, kind of box midfield in behind. Um, Wright's leaving plenty on the table. Two goals from almost five xg. Um, West Brom, not much got ahead. Didn't do much after that. So much uncertainty, I think, in that back line from Coventry, though. I had a quick, I think I knew already, but dive into the numbers after. 39% of all their expected goals against comes from set pieces, which is the highest in the division. Tough to find an angle for Preston. I thought Lindsay and Story are pretty quiet. Although Liam Lindsay never been one to appear on any due index with a series of chances over consecutive games, but he has got two goals this season that kind of appear from nowhere from set pieces on a tough weekend where we're just going to start to talk about the championship and on a on a day when I will be making the trip to Preston. Um, perhaps I can get some respite if Liam Lindsay does score the odd goal in seven. Um, for Preston. So we've got well, a couple of minutes in, I've already put up a selection, anti-Cov stance, as you'd expect from me, yes. 20 to 1, Liam Lindsay. Um, John, anything else? Managerial changes, uh, particularly in the in the championship. It's, it hasn't stopped the last few weeks. Uh, what's what's, what's on everywhere. the radar? Yeah, it's, everywhere. Um, we, we, we're definitely going to get an offer soon, me and you, I think, as a, as a joint partnership. Um, maybe not in the championship. We'll take League Two, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> One of those We're young, up-and-coming managers 
they were like yeah. <laughs> not so young but we'll do the up no. and coming bit maybe uh, yeah I mean Ainsworth went from QPR which uh, I don't think anyone was surprised about including him and they've brought in Marty Cifuentes me neither um, <laughs> I'll pretend I know all about him by looking at his Wikipedia like everyone else did about 10 minutes after but, um, <laughs> I got it open right now John <laughs> someone, someone asked someone said to me do you know anything about him and I copied and pasted the uh, career history bit I said yeah look um, he seems like a, a Russell Martin type from what we can uh, establish very possession based and um, etc but it doesn't really seem an ideal ideal even set of players for the way the way he wants to play but then again it can't get much worse can it so hmm. we we shall see um who else went My, uh, nigel pearson went from bristol city he did yeah um a little bit sad really he seems it seemed to be the fans seem to be quite happy not happy that he went but sort of Quite respectful after he went. Very long spell yeah, these days, I suppose. But he's been um, active on Twitter, hasn't he? Been reading kind of like a fair bit and got plenty to say. Yeah, I think he's um, that is him, isn't it? Of, uh, he is on yeah, Twitter. No, it is him. Yeah, yeah. He, he is. I'm sure. I think uh, it's not. It's not a fake Nigel Pearson. But it suddenly I, occurred I think, to me that maybe that yeah. wasn't him. But there you go. Yeah, we'll cut, we'll cut I think he um, was in hospital today. I think he's had some sort of yeah. health issue as well. Um, I think you'd say overall sort of a steady spell, wouldn't you? Didn't do, uh, kept it steady. Is that a kept it steady? Effect? But that was just what they needed, right? Like that. Oh yeah, at yeah. That point. No, um, be interesting who the next man is. There it looked early on like John Eustace was nailed on, but I don't think that's happening now. So I've seen Frank Lampard's name get mentioned of you, and oh, I bet that's popular. <laughs> with in the Lampard household, definitely. But if, yeah, if they hang on, hang on a few else. more weeks, they'll be able to get Rooney. That'll be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I imagine uh, Birmingham fans are pleased that he spent half that press conference talking about Man United instead of uh, instead of Birmingham. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good to see. It's, um, certainly going back. Uh, and Grimsby, Paul Hurst gone in. Yeah, in that was felt a little bit bad for him. Really, he's done a a great job. We've definitely done a good job. Um, another victim, I think, to this sort of League Two progression thing where. You know, his style of manager is definitely out of favour, and I know that. I know they've started the season poorly, but I thought he might get till January with the history he's had there. There seems to be. I watched one of the. I'm not sure it was. I think it was chief executive or someone. It seems to be some sort of group involved in the background there. I think they're called Twenty First Group. Not really sure what they're about, but. It's, again, it's some kind of data company, I think. So it looks like they're going to have some kind of quite a big influence. So I'm almost certain they will also look for a young progressive coach, Gav. Um, how many are there? Are Join the queue. Yeah. Yeah. Join the queue. I mean, you, you look at the, I think we've mentioned this before, but it's a reflection of even like our fans think. Because you look at the replies to that interview and, not everyone, but nearly all the replies are, oh, we, we need a young coach. We need a young coach. We need someone with no experience, you know, almost like it's a guarantee of success. So mm. I think as time goes on, another five years, these, if you want to say old school, don't, I don't mean that in a bad way, but like Paul Hurst, they're, they're not going to get jobs in this mm. league. They're going to have to go down even lower, I think. 
Yeah, we've reflected across all of society, John. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, let's move. No, on. no dinosaurs. Uh, hey, uh, time for a bit of Jew. Right. <laughs> there you go. Uh, time for a bit of the Jew index. I think is that, is that all right with you, John? Bit of the Jew index. Time for time for some Jew uh, yeah, index on a Friday we're, evening. We're due for the Jew index. That's right. Jew for the Jew Index. Uh, we'll start off at Tatsumuri Sakamoto. Look, if you haven't seen this Japanese lad who plays for Coventry, he's almost definitely going to be an absolute star. Mm-hmm. I think I Very mentioned good. the other day, he reminded me a bit of um, Peter Beagree. You know, he always does the fake cross and turns back on himself, but then I Googled what was Peter Beagree doing now and it's not a good Google search. So I avoided making two <laughs> uh, clear links between the two of them. <laughs> but, um, cut that it, one out. We, uh... We'll cut that one out then. Uh, we constantly get told by Mark Robbins as a commentary fan that this commentary side is growing together, but he is almost certainly the most visible one that he's looked scared and afraid to take a player on when he first started a couple of months in and he's he's, he's going to be the linchpin of this side for the next few years I'm absolutely you know, guaranteed about that played in behind the striker in this new 4-3-4-2-1 the, the, the market he, when he came in I think most people thought he was cover for Van Ewick at right wing back he certainly played on the certainly played on the right and we don't tend to play wingers so that's where he has filled in at the start of the season but the market never really saw him as a right wing back he goes off the 11-2 6-1 but he's definitely going to open his account soon had a couple of good chances in the week Sky Blue Army's going to go pretty delirious when he does because we all love him so good luck to um, Tatsumuri Sakamoto uh, Finn Azaz was the other one that I had Taking the step up with Plymouth well. Back in midfield, the last handful. Productivity remains, though. 11 shots in the last five. Fair few from distance, but almost a goal and a half XG. Um, and then the other one, hey, mentioned kind of everywhere else. Like, you know, a goal-scoring midfielder-ish, but Sammy Smotchitz, who... Um, who uh, we don't mention regularly, but we know he's a, you know, obviously yeah, towards the top of the market. But just the 21 shots he's had in October, and but just the two goals, but almost double the XG. So could have won the game single-handedly for Rovers in the 1-0 defeat to Swansea last week. Not something that you'd normally hear about on our podcast, but it's a quiet week. And he's certainly one that's leaving a bit more on the table than maybe some of the prices suggest. So I think he's normally what... <laughs> Um, two to one, nine to four, something like that. Or well, that might be being a little bit too generous. And the only people, other people we had, we spoke about um, Bednarak and Harry Darling last week, and they both remain on the due index, John. All of which, at the fourteen-minute mark, <laughs> as we uh, as we try to get through this quickly, should we head into the championship for a couple of selections this week? I'll let you. Um, I'll let you lead us off, John, because you've got. Hey, you got a good one. Well, we don't know yet, Gav. Is it a good one? Is it an average one? Is it a bad one? On paper. On paper, these are good. Uh, Got to stay positive. Uh, I'm known for being positive on this podcast, so... We've got to uh, got to keep that facade up. That's right. They don't like the cynicism. Uh, I watched the (laughs) I watched the Rotherham Sheffield Wednesday game last Sunday, and I thought Rotherham were terrible, which isn't really. You know, not really saying much considering where they're in the league, etc. But even considering for that, for a local derby, I don't want to say they're down tools, but it was close to that. And they've got a lot of injuries, I know, and I think they've got a sickness bug this week as well from what I've just read. So 
having watched that game, I don't really, I can't say I know too much about Sheffield Wednesday, but they've got the new head coach in Danny Roll. So one player who stood out for them an absolute mile was Anthony Musaba, who was on the on the left wing, I think, on that occasion. Uh, the Dr. Congo transmitter has just woken up again after... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who's the Doctor? Con- who's the Doctor Congo player last season? Um, you uh, carry on and leave that with uh, me. Yes, because I was just thinking the yes. same. I, I was going to say someone, but last time I did that, I um, I labelled a English person as Jamaican. I think so. I think we're past from that one. Um, to say Rotherham couldn't handle him would be an understatement. Uh, two assists for Michael Smith. He really should have scored at least one as well. He's got a couple of goals this season from kind of limited minutes, but this is a good chance for him to really kick on under the new management. Um, I did put here much tougher tasks to wait, but I was expecting a, a slightly shorter price. So he's six to one uh, for the trip to managerless Bristol City tomorrow uh, or Saturday. He did take a late uh, a knock late in that game, but I've read the comments from Roll yesterday saying that. They just took him off because they were just. He just said he was scared about him getting injured. So, there's any worries there? So we'll have one point win. Anthony Musaba at six to one for Sheffield Wednesday at Bristol City. Love it. It was you're, Michael you're still Effete up this at Grimsby. Ram- oh, Michael Effete. Rampaging wing, uh, right wing. Uh, yeah, right back when he ran, we um, scored a couple yeah, of goals. What's happened to him? Haven't, oh, we've completely forgotten about him, haven't we? <laughs> completely forgotten. Uh, they did, yeah. they did. <laughs> hey, stop becoming Where a goal he? threat. You're dead to us. Yes. Uh, maybe you'll you 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 kick in under the new Grimsby uh, manager. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Um, yeah, he was. Uh, he they pushed him forward, didn't they? Late on in games, and uh, that's right. Oh, and he was a. Uh, cool. He was. He's quite tall, isn't he? I think he was a set piece threat as well. It's all coming back right, to yeah. me now. It's all coming. <laughs> Do you want to? Um, Let's finish this off, John, in the in the championship. You've got okay, some others. We got a yeah, we got some other. I'll give you a couple that are not selections. That uh, Wes Harding obviously listens to last week's pod and laughed at us for laughing at him, and uh, now has two in well two in two for Millwall, which makes it two in nine for Millwall overall. After two in two hundred for Rotherham and Birmingham, so. I've got, <laughs> I've got no idea whether he suddenly discovered a taste for it. I mean, Millwall are, are a good set piece side, so part of it will will be that. But um, Rotherham were pretty effective during his time there, and so were Birmingham. So I don't know; it's probably just a variance thing. But if we laugh at him again, he might score again. So um, yeah, where, where's Harding? There he goes. Uh, we'll give him another shout out. Another another name that. Not a selection, but good old Perry NG. Um, got to be the best name in the EFL, really. Um, he doesn't just score. Doesn't just score free kicks. Uh, notch for a Cardiff side from a corner. We've had a great week. A lot of that from set plays. Um, Gutas is it or Guta? Uh, he scored versus, versus Huddersfield as well. Um, McGuinness had a couple that nearly fell to him. So. I think uh, Cardiff are a side to keep an eye on from a set-piece point of view. Um, talking of Huddersfield, I thought they looked arguably w- worse than Rotherham in that game against Leeds where they got absolutely battered. Um, I think I did I did send you the clip, but 
poor old Tom Edwards at right back. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one to talk about physical shape, but I'm and, not. I don't uh, play in the championship. But oh, another, another fun. good punter pal of ours saw the team news, and, and his first words were, "Dan James going to have an absolute field day," and uh, and he weren't, we weren't far yeah. wrong. I mean, I, I, they haven't really got any other. They've got they've got a lot of players missing as well. To be fair, but I like this quote from the uh, local paper afterwards. Uh, it, it, this was talking about Darren Moore. Uh, the reporter said it's not his fault. After all, he has inherited a team who's only fit right back. Currently, fits neither part of that description. <laughs> which is, uh, oh, that's very good. It was shameful, really. He couldn't even he couldn't even get into first gear. Um, I know he's up against a lot of pace with Somerville as well, but even so, um, he, going on, keeping on the Huddersfield theme, uh, Jack Rudini looks like he's out for a long time. Mm. He's been about their only bright spark this season. All, all the reports and all the fans say he's been their best player by a mile. Uh, experienced Jonathan Hogg is suspended. Uh, Josh Caroma got injured as well. So it looks likely that at least half of the best 11, if you like, will be missing again for this Watford game. Um, you look at that bench they had um, last weekend, Huddersfield, this is their three left-backs I've never heard of. They're all youngsters, apparently. Uh, Carl Hudlin and Edmonds Green. Um, if there's ever a, a weaker bench in the Championship, I, I, it seems unlikely to me. Um, is anyone, yes. isn't, he, isn't Carl Hudlin one for the... Um... Championship manager fanboys, I think. That's right. He's one. For, he's one for the uh, super supercomputer. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. They need to start. I mean, he's, he did all right under Warnock, under a few uh, few appearances. But um, yeah, I mean that 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 bench didn't even look. Well, I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't look out of place in League Two. The bench last weekend. So anyway, uh, I'm talking a lot about Huddersfield here, and I'm going to carry on. But the selection is is a Watford player. Uh, I thought this was interesting. Uh, from the Watford assistant coach, Dean Whitehead. I've picked this up today, actually. Uh, This was a quote. He'd done an interview with him. He said, this is about when he arrived in the summer. I don't know how long some of the boys had been at the club, but when we arrived, there was a sense of, I'll do my own thing. The players turned up when they wanted to turn up. People thought it would be be okay because they were just getting fined. Uh, You can't find players at this level because they have enough money. Um, but now that's changed. Now, if you're late and you were starting, you're on the bench. If you're on the bench, you're out of the squad. So um, he went on to say that they'd implemented a very physical pre-season and you could argue that's shown because as far as I can tell, they're the only side in the championship that don't have any injuries at all at the moment, Watford. So, yeah, I thought that was uh, perhaps telling of the culture when uh, Ismail took over uh, or when Whitehead came in anyway. So, yeah, there's a lot of ramble because we don't have a lot to say about the selection, but here we go. It's uh, Francisco Carvalho Silareta uh, or, or Serraletta for, for his friends. Uh, someone I've always liked. I don't, again, I don't really know why the Chilean, but we have one point win at 14 to 1. Uh, very active in the first few games this season. Complete blank, really, until the last two games where he's come back on my radar, 0.15 and 0.25 last couple of games. That's enough for me. Uh, just looking at this Huddersfield side at the moment, look, look a complete mess. So this one-point win on Francisco Serralata at 14-1. to 1. Just bought him up. You know when his, you know when his last goal was, didn't you? 
Uh, this, ten this, years ago. No, this weekend last season. Oh, second, I didn't look at. I normally look at that, and I thought oh, it's that's. Oh. <laughs> That's Is that the biorhythm bi- system? It's the biorhythm bi- system, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it scored against uh, Cardiff on the 2nd of November 2022. Yeah, we like that. Oh. We like that. Um, hey, I didn't, I didn't look up much. If you were, hey, if you just tuned in and you want some just an outpouring of data, I just kind of like wrote a few things down. If you're just looking at the championship um, this weekend, if you want to know the top five shot count for centre-backs, John, I know you, you've probably seen this list already, but it's... It's a it's a list we would have expected to see. Harry Darling's top of that list. Mikhail Helek is on that list. Shane Duffy, who did our five on the opening day. You've also got Dan Ballard and Carl McFadzine. So if you are completely taking a stab in the dark and just guessing this weekend, you know, much not not too dissimilar to what we do on this podcast. <laughs> but um, uh, if you're looking for a centre back to get on side, I did have a look at some wing backs. Top five shot count. This is the last five then, so it's difficult wing backs. You try and filter out the ones that really aren't wing backs. Liam Miller, another mm. another notable for, for Preston, did start left of a front three, I think, last time out. Should get some joy against Van Airwick against Coventry this weekend. Darnell Fergus, uh, Darnell Furlong was on the list. Carl Walker Peters opened his account in the two-two draw for Preston not too long ago. That was a, ended a good run of four consecutive games with some shot production as well. Who else was on that list? Leaf Davis, an assist machine for Ipswich, but having some good shot returns down the left as well. Um, I didn't pick any of those. I picked uh, someone, hey, we know all about Sean Morrison, back from his latest bout of injury. John, you mentioned just today there might be some uh, mm. kind of um, illness, kind of like team news. And Morrison did look to be struggling late on after what I think was his second game back against Wednesday last weekend. Just the 20-odd starts in the last three years. Last seen nodding in at the near post for Rotherham as a consolation when they got beat by Stoke in the Carabao Cup back in August. But he's played the last two 90 minutes, was busy enough with no return in that Yorkshire derby with Wednesday. Like I said, looked to be struggling late on there, which you, you can be expected, but uh, had a few look at a few reports today. Doesn't suggest that he's going to be injured. Await the team news for this one, but looks like a nice spot if he started up against that QPR defence who have um, yeah, still got something to prove under a new manager. We might not expect a set-piece improvement from them anytime soon. 16-1 to 1 feels like... Um, I'll be pressing go if I see his name on the team sheet come two o'clock on Saturday afternoon. I think that'll just about do us, John. I had Sean Morrison dependent on team news at 16 to 1. I got Liam Lindsay for Preston North End at 20 to 1. Remind us who you selected. Yeah, we've got Anthony Musaba at 6-1 to one for Sheffield Wednesday and Francisco Carr, whatever his middle name was, Cyriletta, 14-1 to one for Watford. You don't get that on other pods. I won't pretend I can remember his middle name. Uh, yeah, interesting at Rotherham whether, well, Morrison, very much a veteran, but how about Daniel Ayala? What a what a name from the past that is. Cool, he's, wow. He's been yes. so- signed on as a short-term cover there and looks like he might play at the weekend could be uh, hey you'd you'd, um, yeah, you'd fancy any of those uh, Rotherham centre halves wouldn't you who um, yeah were bad last weekend but weren't half as bad against us so it could be playing a bit of hot and cold got some dark dark hearts between those two absolutely we decided not to take a dive into the FA Cup but if you're playing in the FA it didn't have to, I looked through the list it weren't, weren't, weren't that 
kind of attractive those FA Cup games. There didn't seem to be no. many like I don't know. I think I think Hereford have made it, haven't they? I always enjoy watching Hereford. That side, the guy we say that side that got relegated back in 2010, 2011, remains one of the best sides I've ever seen in League Two to get relegated. But that's lot. In fact, it's not even the same club anymore, is it? So, so it's uh, it's <laughs> a different. Say, yeah. As I just called through the list, it's a different. Club. Yeah, but yeah, I couldn't. A, um, yeah, you got the the couple of games tonight. Uh, you got more than minnows, haven't you? You got Horsham going to Barnsley, Barnsley which is a, Horsham, yeah. And you've got um, Sheppey United at home to Walsall. Um, I can't say I know who Sheppey United are. I'm not going to lie. But we may go. we may know all about them uh, come ten o'clock tonight. Uh, I yeah. I, 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 Prices tend to be pretty restricted. Lots yeah, dependent hard, on team news, and uh, yeah, um, it all it always tends that you always think, oh, back plenty of these centre halves two plus or something like that, and it never quite works out that way. No, they really don't, even the these days, even like the League One and League Two sides, they don't play the full strength, and they take off players early, and mm-hmm. if they're ahead, and that makes it very difficult. And as I've got in my notes here, Gav, FA Cup, no, Gav, no. There you go. We'll take a we'll take a pull in, shall we? A no recommendation, no bet. Yes, in the, in recommendation. The FA or maybe uh, yeah, Sheppy United outright. We'll um we'll, we'll chuck it through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, green up after t- they win tonight. That's, 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 that's after nil nil after nine minutes. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I've noticed they they did they did beat Shearwater three two away last week. So tough place to go. Tough place to go. Oh no, I've got. I'm looking. I'm looking at a fixture from 2021. Ignore that, everyone. Hey. <laughs> this is how. This is how it starts, John. You start looking at who they are, and then you look at fixture. Actually, they could do, have a result here. Who's their centre half? Oh, hang on a minute. Oh, yeah, lost. and then they lost to. I've got. I've got some form now. They lost to Ramsgate four-one in the FA Trophy a month ago away. So there you go. Who knows? Good form that is. I think a lot of up and coming managers from those divisions will be getting. We'll 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 pay attention to them when their their managers get fast tracks to um football league jobs, which I'm sure will be yeah. soon enough. As long as they're there. as long as they're young and progressive, they will do. <sighs> Hand in your CV here, um, John. A great thirty minutes talking about. We didn't think there'd be much to talk about. Turns out there was plenty. Uh, and the Championship should provide um, a good course of action for punters this weekend. Uh, good luck with whatever you're betting. Good luck if you're in the FA Cup. Not too much good luck, though, because all of those lower league size tend to get all the, get all the um, decisions go their way, don't they? But, um, so not too much luck. Let's hope enough EFL size get through. Um, still bitter, aren't I, about certain knocking cov out in 1989 um, yeah, yeah oh, you got that mention in that <laughs> there you go people had to sweat for that they thought that where, where are Sutton now hey where are they now bottom of league two yeah, who, are, are who are you John pleasure as always whatever you're backing be lucky uh, we'll do it all again next week cheers Gav cheers